Welcome to the What If Podcast, where we rewrite sports past, present, and future. We're your hosts, Eddie, Jeet, Cameron, and Michael. Four lifelong friends, each with a unique perspective on sports. And find out, what if Bo Jackson didn't get hurt in 1991? Hey guys, what's going on? We are fresh off a little trip here with me, Michael, and Eddie. We uh, we went to the USA Canada game down here at the uh, the Gold Cup in Kansas City. Um, unfortunately, Jeet was out saving the world doing doctor duties, so wasn't able to come. But Eddie is the FIFA champion this weekend. I was the foot golf and putt putt, so dominating both aspects of golf this weekend. But no, we, we had a good trip, ate some good food. Everyone's home safe now. So we wanted to jump into the next episode here. We're talking a little bit about Bo Jackson and uh, the implications of his injury in the playoffs in 1991, uh, his hip injury, cutting his career a little bit shorter than it was expected to be. One of the most amazing athletes in the world playing two sports and being very good at both of them. So it's a good conversation. Looking forward to that. But first, you know, last episode, we talked a little bit about Magic Johnson. This episode is about Bo Jackson. So we're talking about some older sports here. So I wanted to know what your guys' thoughts were on, you know, what athlete that we weren't able to watch, what athlete would you have wanted to see play live as opposed to, uh, you know, seeing all these old highlights and everything. So I'll let you kick it off, Eddie. What do you got? Thanks, Cameron. The first person that came to my mind was Michael Jordan. I remember him vaguely when he was with the Wizards, but I just wish I got a chance to see him in his heyday with the Bulls. And like watching the, the Last Dance documentary, it just made me wish that I was old enough to witness that time and to, to you know soak it all in because he's considered the undisputed greatest basketball player of all time. So, and just hearing my parents talk about it, my brother, he was a teenager when that was happening. So, you know, they got a chance to experience all that. So I kind of wish I saw that and appreciate that as well. So MJ is the, the athlete for me. Yeah, he'd be fun. So many times you hear about like all of our generations, like, oh, LeBron, LeBron, LeBron. And everyone's just like, oh, you didn't watch MJ. You know, so to be able to see both of them would have been really cool. Mm -hmm. um, uh, what about you, Mike? I'm going to stay in the same sport. Going back a little bit further, Wilt Chamberlain. Like you look at the record books. I mean, this guy is dominating everything in there. And I just did a quick Wikipedia search. Never seen highlights or anything like that. Knew that he held a lot of records, but like he played a lot of seasons. It looks like 14, 15 years. And his career average in the regular season, 30.1 points per game and 22.9 rebounds per game. Oh my gosh. <laughs> That's literally video game numbers. And I think it's yeah. even cooler in the playoffs. Like it kind of jumps down points per game to 22 and a half. 
but he was like, let me step it up up on the reboard game. 24.5 rebounds per game in the playoffs. So I love that. I love those kind of stat lines. But yeah, never really got to see any highlights of him, but just always would see him in the record books. So definitely Wilt Chamberlain, like the 60s and early 70s. Had that 100-point game and stuff too. I mean, can you imagine watching that? That's right, 100%. 100 points. Yep. All right, Jeet, what about you? I think I'm going to switch it up a little bit and go to soccer. The player I would most want to watch is Johan Cruyff because I hear a lot about him. He was this old Dutch player in like the 70s, I think, like one of the greats, but I've never like, obviously never seen him play, but always hear stuff about him, about how he like revolutionized the game with that Dutch team playing total football. And then he went and managed Barcelona and changed their whole culture and made them that kind of like free flowing, elegant style. And I think it'd just be really cool to see what was that like back then and how was he so dominant and yeah, just like influenced generations of players. So yeah, I think he would be the one that I want to watch. You know, you said soccer. I thought you were going to say something like Ronaldo or Pele or something like that, but I never heard of that guy before. So I have to go look up some highlights of that guy. And they even, like, there's this turn in soccer where if you, like, fake a cross and then pull it back, and they named it the Cruyff turn after him. And I think anytime you have a move named after you, you know you're something special. Yeah, unreal. Well, I'll, I'll close it out here. Um, I thought about going, you guys mentioned two basketball players, so I don't want to do that, but I think watching like Magic Giant, Magic Giant, Magic Johnson versus Larry Bird, Golden Age of Basketball, I think that would be really cool. One of my dad's favorite teams of all time is the Big Red Machine in baseball. So seeing guys like Johnny Bench and Pete Rose and Cesar Geronimo and all those guys, seeing those guys in person would have been really cool in the 70s. But I think I have to go with the person that I've actually done an episode on, and that is Wayne Gretzky, because he has put up numbers that no one has, I mean, he's doubled the closest person in points and goals and assists. It's just insane numbers. Like you said, Michael with Will Chamberlain, like video game numbers. So getting to watch that, someone that dominant in a single sport even if it's, you know, less popular sport as hockey, but I think seeing that would be very cool in person. But yes, a short little intro here. All right, well, we will jump right into the episode talking about a little, uh, little Bo Jackson. So let's get it. So today, who here knows who Bo Jackson is? I had two shakes and one raised hand, so they don't know much about Bo Jackson. So my presentation is about what if Bo Jackson never got hurt? Bo Jackson is one of the most famous dual sport athletes that we have ever seen. So he played professional football for the Raiders and he played professional baseball for the Royals, also for the White Sox and the Angels but most known for playing with the Royals. Just to give you a little bit of background, he started at Auburn in college where he rushed for 
over 4,300 yards and 43 touchdowns. So he played running back. He won the Heisman in 1985. He also played center field for the baseball team. Stats really weren't kept that well, but I saw that one season he batted 403 with like 17 home runs. Really good season for college standards. So at the end of the 1985-86 season, he went to the NFL Combine because he was eligible to be drafted, and he ran a 4.12 40-yard dash at the Combine. Now keep in mind, these are hand-timed, and so NFL acknowledges that John Ross's time from a couple years ago, it was like 4.22, is technically the fastest ever at the Combine, but his at the Combine would have been considered the fastest had they acknowledged the hand time. But still, remarkably fast. I know that he was considering being an Olympic runner uh, at 1.2 because he was like a high school decathlete champion and everything. So extremely fast. And I don't, I don't know what his build was, but if you look up a picture of him, I mean, Bo Jackson is the biggest dude you have ever seen. So Tampa Bay that year actually drafted him number one over on the draft. So he actually declined signing with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and later was taken in the fourth round of the MLB draft, and that was with the Royals. So the following year, he was actually drafted again in the seventh round by the Raiders, and he ended up signing with the Raiders because Al Davis said, hey, you can join the team after the Major League Baseball season ends. So it's kind of funny with Bo Jackson, too, because he said that he was a baseball player and NFL football was an off-season hobby. A direct quote from him. He called it a hobby. So he played with the Royals and he also played with the Raiders once the season ended for the Royals. So like I said, he played four years with the Raiders and he ended up playing eight years total building the Major League Baseball, but five of them was with the Royals. He is the first player ever to be selected for an All-Star game in two different sports. He's known for his Nike commercials. They had a big campaign in the 90s called Bo Knows. It was just him just picking up a bunch of different sports, like balls and tennis rackets and all sorts of different stuff. So in the point that I'm, I'm bringing up Bo Jackson for is that in January 13th, 1991, he injured his hip in a playoff game against the Bengals. And so it was a dislocated hip, which had AVN, which you could probably explain this better than me, but I'll give it a shot. So what I read is that it's where the blood vessels tear or stretch. And so that no blood can go to the bone. So the bone dies, basically. And so that was a huge thing. Like no athlete had ever really come back from something that bad. So the fact that he came back and continued to play baseball was crazy, really. Just, you know, acknowledging how amazing of an athlete he was and, like, how strong he was that he was able to come back and continue to play at a major league level. But he actually retired his football career after that happened. That's kind of the point that we are starting at and looking at talking about what would happen after this happened. So just a little bit more background. His career stats, he played only 38 games in the NFL. And keep in mind that he was coming in halfway through the season, so he was around 10 or 11 games every year. He averaged 5.4 yards per carry, which you know is 
very good for a career. And 73 yards per game, pretty solid. He had 18 touchdowns in his four years. Something to keep in mind was that the Raiders had a future Hall of Famer in Marcus Allen on this team at the same exact time. So he wasn't getting a full load of carries, most likely. And then jumping over to Major League Baseball, for a career, he batted 250. And so for those of you not as familiar with baseball, 250 is pretty average. I mean, 300 is really good. 200 is not good. So 250 is right in the middle. 141 home runs, and he had 82 steals, 81 with the Royals. So he wasn't doing much stealing when he came back from his injury. So I have a few questions for you guys, a few things to think about. I'd like to say, looking at his career, what if he never got injured? Because his football career, he was doing very well when he was playing. He had just made a Pro Bowl in both seasons. So I'd like to think that, you know, he's in the prime. He's like 26, 27 or something when this happens. Like he's getting much better. In baseball, his average was continuing to climb. I think he hit like 275 the year that he got hurt. And then in football, obviously, he, he had a really good year because he made the Pro Bowl. So for such an amazing athlete, it makes me think, what if he never got injured and he continued to play both the sports? I mean, could you be talking about a Hall of Famer in both sports? That brings me to my second question, which is, what if he only played one sport? Obviously, you saw his football success at Auburn, and he was obviously good enough to be drafted number one overall. So he definitely had the talent. If you watch clips of him, he is an absolute freak of an athlete. You wonder if he ends up on a team and he goes through a full training camp, which he never did once. You know, how does that pan out throughout his career? The same thing goes for baseball, because he was getting better with the Royals. He had a ton of power, a ton of speed. He was an amazing outfielder because he could track down balls. And there's amazing clips of him chasing down a fly ball, and he'll run like three or four steps up on the outfield wall. It was amazing. Or like there's a play where he threw out one of the fastest guys in the league at home, and he basically caught the ball like backpedaling on the track and threw an absolute laser to home plate. And he just nails this guy at home. So, I mean, he had really good arm strength, ton of power. He was averaging like 20, 25 steals a year. I mean, you talk about a 5 tool player in baseball. And so that brings me to my next question, talking about specifically his football career, was he was drafted number one overall to the Bucks. So that kind of sent a little shockwave through the NFL as well when he didn't sign with them because not only did the Bucks have to give up their first-round pick, their number one overall pick, might I add, they also had a decent little team that they were building behind him. They had actually drafted Steve Young a couple of years earlier, the Steve Young that won three Super Bowls with the 49ers. Granted, he wasn't playing that good at that time, but he, you know, things could look a little bit different if you throw a potential Hall of Fame running back into the backfield and let them grow up together a little bit. So you don't really know how that affects the Bucks franchise and a little bit of the NFL because, you know, Steve Young is a big part of NFL history with the 49ers. That could have been with the Bucks. 
you know, you never know, as well as Bo Jackson with the books. And then the last question I wanted to really touch on was, you know, how has this impacted future athletes wanting to play two sports? You saw Deion Sanders was pretty successful at it. He's actually the only player to play in both a Super Bowl and a World Series. I know Russell Wilson plays a little bit of baseball, but he's not really at the major league level. But then Kyler Murray is the most recent example that I can think of where he was drafted in the first round in both football and baseball and decided to just stick to one. And so those are my questions, man. Love to hear what you guys have to say. I would hate to be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers after that selection. That's all I say. Did they just not know that he was not going to go for them? So really funny story, actually, because I was reading about it. I was wondering the same thing. And I guess basically he had baseball coming up in the spring. And so he went to fly down to Tampa Bay because they said, hey, we want to have the doctors check you out for a physical and everything because we're thinking about drafting you. And so they were wondering if that would mess with his eligibility for the baseball season and everything. And uh, the Bucks said, oh, yeah, like we cleared it with NCAA. You're good to come down here. And they were wrong. And the NCAA said, since you took this visit or whatever it is you did, you don't have any more eligibility. And so it took basically Bo Jackson's next baseball season away. And I can't remember if it was his junior or senior season, so maybe his next year of football as well. So he was pretty pissed about that. And then a couple of other different things, like they're talking about he went to dinner with some of the players that were at the Buccaneers, and they were like, they're going to run you to death when they get you and you know, stuff like that. And so Bo Jackson is known to be a guy that sticks to his morals and like is really, you know, wants to be with the right people and do the right thing and everything. So he had said to the Buccaneers, if you pick me number one, I'm not going to sign with you. <laughs> and they still picked him. <laughs> and he said, no, I'm not signing with you. <laughs> How come he went in the, was it the seventh round the next year? Well, because he was committed to playing baseball then. So they weren't sure, you know, how committed he would be to football. And so luckily Al Davis was like, yeah, go do your thing and come on over in, you know, October. <laughs> and uh, we'll throw you on the field. Wow. He didn't play both at the same time. Like, whenever the NFL season ended, he didn't, like, hop into baseball. Well, the NFL season ends in, like, February, so. Well, he only made the playoffs once, so it ended January for him. So then he would go right over to baseball spring training and everything in March. So it didn't affect the beginning of baseball season. It just affected the beginning of football season. The fact that he treats football as an off-season sport. Yeah, hobby. <laughs> Dang. How many years did that happen? Where it was baseball, yeah, baseball, then football, baseball, then football, and then he got injured. How many years was that into his career? Four or five seasons. So, yeah, it would have been 1987 was the first year he played the football season, and he had already started playing baseball. Have you guys ever, like, heard of the story of him and, like, how like amazing of an athlete he was and 
No. I knew of the clip you were talking about, Cameron, in which he was playing for the Royals. He's going back and he ends up like running on the wall for like five steps. Yeah. I want to see the throw, but I would know of him as like the football player. And then like I would see highlights of him as a baseball player. But I guess it just never really dawned on me like this guy is one of the same. Like these were happening at the same time too. I'd never really registered that. Yeah. Yeah, it makes you wonder though, like how long he would have been able to keep that up because he never like had an off season. Like maybe like two months off. I mean, it's just insane to think. And then like he never went into a football season in football shape. But if if you look at him, I mean, he's built like, I don't know, like Derrick Henry or something. Like he's huge. So like he's in shape, but baseball in shape is way less than football in shape. So just to say baseball season ends in September or October and just jump right over into football where these guys have been training all summer and all fall and then like average five yards of carry. <laughs> it's just like, it blows my mind how he can do that. I feel like baseball is probably the only sport you could do that with. It feels like baseball is like a lower requirement in terms of physical shape and intensity. Definitely a long season though. You're talking about like a hundred and something games. Yeah. So what if he never got injured? I would say Bo Jackson never got injured. I think you're right. At a certain point, you would have had to pick one or the other. Once you get into your 30s, I feel like it would have been harder for him to maintain. Even if it's just a lifestyle of always being an athlete 100% of the time. So I feel like he would have been pushed into choosing one at the end. And it sounds like he would have chosen baseball if that were the case. So you don't think that he would have been a Hall of Famer in both sports? Do you think he would have eventually chosen one over the other and then? From the stats that you showed, it seems like he was better at football than he was at baseball. It's hard to tell because, like I said, like, he was, like, splitting carries with another guy and, like, you never got him like fully in shape and like in tune. If you're translating like college stats into the NFL and you're looking at like how many yards per carry he had, like he could have probably had some monster years there. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like he could have been a hall of famer in both, if nothing else for the novelty of it. Like I think people would look at him favorably because of just how incredible it is that he played two sports. Yeah, looking at his stats, and I feel like if he just stuck with football, I feel like he would have had a better shot at the Hall of Fame. I don't think both, like, has been talked about. At a certain point, you have to choose one or the other. I mean, not having an offseason for how many years in a row, it's going to take a toll. I'm curious on baseball, though, because if he didn't have that injury also, if it was all football all the time for 10 years and he didn't have that injury, I think Hall of Fame for sure. But baseball, looking at his stats, it's a little more, you know, you can go into your late 30s, even at baseball. I'm going to lean towards no if he just went with baseball. But, I mean, who knows how much the injury plagued him. And Yeah, I mean, he was – there was, like, one year where he hit 30 home runs and he was hitting 260, 270 when he was getting into the prime of his career there. You know, he was having good seasons, but I don't know if I would say, like, Hall of Fame seasons. And who knows if he actually got a full couple of off-seasons to train 
I mean, like it's, it blows my mind that this is like what we did in high school, right? Where, oh, my basketball season is ending. Now I'm jumping into track and I'm in no shape for track at all. Like that's, that's exactly what it is. Just year after year after year of like just jumping from one to the next. Like how much training is you really doing for each sport? But I do agree. If you're looking at a stance, football probably more likely than baseball. But it's true. It looked like he was like an all-star game MVP too. And, mm-hmm. you know, he had 30, 100, and he had a stolen bases. So no injury. And it looked like great defense too. Maybe. You just need more years in the baseball career. But, gee, I do have a question. Based off what you said, would it be unfair to say, just because of the novelty of how unprecedented this is, like playing both professional baseball and football, which is incredible, do you think it would be unfair for that alone and decent stats, but not those compared to Hall of Fame baseball players or Hall of Fame football players? Would that not be fair if he was inducted into one or the other without the stats, but just the novelty of it all? I think it would not be fair, yeah. I feel like a lot of people say your Hall of Fame case should be based just on your stats and how you played, not really like things off the field or other things that you did. So I think it would be unfair if he got into the Hall of Fame just because he played two sports, even though that's like an incredible thing. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I I think it would be. But if I had a vote, I'd probably vote for him <laughs> because of that. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Right, it'd be weird to say, like, this person belongs in this sports hall of fame because of what he did in another sport. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about the last question about how he would have impacted future athletes wanting to play two sports. I think he did sort of lay a a blueprint. It's pretty unconventional for an athlete like Bo Jackson to play two sports. Did Patrick Mahomes, did he play baseball? Oh no. So in this question, you're asking how could Bo Jackson have impacted future athletes? So are you suggesting like, Kyler Murray, like with with Bo Jackson doing two sports, then Kyler Murray would have done a similar thing and Russell Wilson would have done a similar thing? I just wonder if it was more likely. Because if you see something that works where, you know, someone's able to pull it off basically and be successful in both, maybe you'd be more likely. But then after seeing him getting injured, I mean, he's put a lot of wear and tear on his body. You have to wonder how much that played into his injury that, you know, he can't really do both. Mm-hmm. You need that off-season time to get stronger and rest up and everything. But I think to answer your question, like, would it have been more likely for Kylie Murray and Russell Wilson and Deion Sanders to do two sports? I don't think so, because, like, what you mentioned about injuries. But I think also – like just the impact that Bo Jackson had in terms of just participating in two sports. This was like around the same time when Michael Jordan announced his first retirement, if I'm not mistaken. Like was it 92? That was a few years after, I think. It was like 94 or something like that. Okay, okay. 
So I don't know. I guess Bo Jackson may have influenced Michael Jordan in some way. I'm not trying to make a point here, but I'm just noticing just the fact that these players that have come after Bo Jackson, you know, the likes of Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Deion Sanders, you know, they're not running backs. They're quarterbacks and a cornerback. So I'm wondering maybe with the way how Bo Jackson's career ended up football-wise would prompt potential running backs that had a vested interest in, in football and baseball to select baseball over football. Yeah, I know that, like, when you're talking about, like, running back and cornerback versus the quarterback position, I know that they're talking a lot about Kyler Murray when he got drafted and when he was going into the NFL draft and everything, that it'd be way, way harder for a quarterback to do both than it would be for some other position purely because quarterback is, you know, that's the central, that's play caller, you know, he's the number one guy, as opposed to a running back, which like a running back or a cornerback or a receiver, you're not trying to take away how important those positions are and like how smart those guys are. But it probably doesn't take as much when you're not making the decisions that the quarterback is. So I would say the quarterback while they match very well with baseball, being both are throwing, probably would be a lot harder to do rather than, you know, a position player like a corner or a running back. That is an interesting question, Eddie. And then also to throw another quarterback who's also jumped into baseball, Tim Tebow. Oh, yeah. Granted, not at the same time, but long after his football career. I don't know how he's doing, but... It's really interesting seeing these connections between baseball and football. I think part of it's just, you know, they're not at during the same time period. Because it'd be awfully hard to do, like, NFL and NBA and NHL, being that all of them start in the fall and end in at some point in the spring. I was also thinking about, after you brought up Michael Jordan and Eddie, I wonder if that had the opposite effect of Bo Jackson, like that discouraged people from trying to sports. Because wasn't Michael Jordan pretty bad? He was, he was decent. Hmm. Yeah, it's incredible how few examples there are of other Bo Jacksons. Like, it's so rare to see in sports just one, one of a kind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so... Kind of going into that last question a little bit, uh, Bo Jackson actually himself said that he didn't think there would be any more dual sport athletes, professional athletes ever again, just because the, like the athleticism required to do both and, you know, how much bigger and stronger and, and sports specified all these kids have become, that it would be really hard to make it in both. He even said actually himself too that, he does not want his kids playing football because <laughs> of all the CTE and all the injuries and stuff. That doesn't really have anything to do with the dual sport athlete as much. That's really interesting about the people becoming more sports specialized. I wonder if that's like a cultural change that has been happening over the past few years where even with kids, I, I don't even know if this is true, but do kids pick a sport earlier on and just stick with that sport throughout? I remember when we were kids, we tried like all sports. 
and it was it'd be strange if like someone even if they were really good at soccer didn't do at least one of their sport i wonder if that's still true i definitely feel like it leans towards doing more than one sport but i also know like from stories that my dad told me a lot of times like college football or college basketball recruits will go to someone's game that's not the sport they're recruiting just to see like how athletic they are and you know maybe hand-eye coordination a little bit and stuff like that so like it's definitely something that I would say more often than not kids focus in on one sport more than the other but it's definitely not forgotten I think for a lot of people but I do agree with them that I think it would make it a lot harder I think it makes it a lot harder just because the type of body that each sport has is pretty different and training that they have to do and it would put you at a pretty significant disadvantage just how specified everything has become so he said so he believed that he would be the last person ever to be a dual athlete well not him specifically but he didn't think that it would ever happen again because it Deion sanders did both i mean he was pretty good at both obviously he's a hall of fame football player but I mean, he played many number of years in the MLB, too. Okay. The reason why he said that was because, why did he say that again? Just how specialized each sport has become now and how much, you know, training has to go into each offseason, everything that you would put you significantly behind. Which, this is just me reading into it, maybe, but I thought it was kind of like a nice little pat in the back of, like, yeah, I'm pretty good if I can, you know, just yeah. do both without. That's how I read it as well. And I think you talked about his morals. I just think that statement, and you know, I could be reading too much into this as well, but, you know, as an athlete and one who sees their role as an athlete bigger than, than just like what they do on the field, you know, you want to bring people up. You want to inspire youth. You want to say, hey, you know, if I can do it, you can do it too. To be someone that is, you know, encouraging. Because I just felt that statement was like a flaw of his character. Well, I definitely, you know, you guys all said you kind of you knew about Bo Jackson, but you weren't quite sure. I definitely recommend watching the 30 for 30 about Bo Jackson. I mean, this is a dude that I wish I would have been a little kid growing up watching Bo Jackson. I love to get confused with Bo Jackson and Barry Sanders. Like, I thought you were going to talk about Barry Sanders. <laughs> Cameron, I have a question for you. Bo Jackson, he only chooses baseball. He doesn't have this injury. Say he plays a longer career. Do you think he goes to the Hall of Fame in baseball if he's just playing baseball? I would say I would have to lean towards no, probably. He would definitely be a significant contributor to a team for a long time. But I don't know if it's above and beyond, as you would probably argue most Hall of Famers are. Yeah, it has me thinking now because looking at his stats, they're not – 
spectacular, but he had a few really good years and he's solely focused on baseball and he does that for, you know, another four, five, six of those kinds of seasons. Like I'm starting to lean more towards not even a yes quite yet, but it's got me thinking a little bit about what if. It would be close. I think. I do think that he would put together some really good seasons. Like there's a lot of players that come to mind that have similar stat lines where you know, take an account to, he, he has an off season to prepare and, you know, cause he had a lot, actually a lot of trouble with curveballs and stuff. Maybe he gets better at hitting those cause he struck out a ton when he was with the Royals. He's like almost striking out 200 times a year. Right. So he probably shaves those down a little bit and probably hits a little bit more home runs. I imagine brings the average up a little bit, but you know, there's hall of famers that, didn't hit 300 in their career, but they were really good. You know, I, I think of him as a power hitter. So, you know, maybe he bumps the home runs up. He's hitting 30 and 40 a year and driving in 120, playing solid defense. David Ortiz comes to mind of someone who strikes out a ton, but hit a ton of home runs. I don't know if he's, he'd hit the same amount as David Ortiz, but he was climbing for sure. It also made me think of Shohei Otani. I wonder what Bo Jackson's advice to him would be. Like, we advise him to stick to just one position. I don't know. Because that was kind of like the first player that I'd really heard of playing both. Yeah, doing both. I don't know. I wonder what Bo Jackson would think of that. Yeah, because I think last year at one point he got like, he hurt his arm, but he would still like bat and stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a little bit different, obviously, because it's in the same sport, and, you know, you get your off-season and everything, but you are splitting your time, whereas, you know, the guys you're competing against are putting 100% of their time into their craft. I wonder how, his, like, his baseball teammates felt about him just like, oh, sure, I'll just casually play football. Yeah, I wonder if they were annoyed. They're probably asking the same thing. They'd be like, man, where would I be, our team be if this dude actually – Played all 16 games. <laughs> Cameron, very good topic. Yeah, thank you, man. Cameron, I'm going to this with the knowledge. Yeah, I, I like bringing up stuff that you guys may not have heard before. So it's fun to do the research and do a little teaching at the same time. Yeah. That's all I got. I also noticed, Karen, that you like to pick the intersections of sports. Like you picked about what other players from other sports look like in soccer, and now you're picking a dual sport athlete. You like to mix it up. I like crossing the world of sports a little bit. Thanks for listening to the What If Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe. Stay tuned as we continue to reimagine the world of sports. That's right, 100%. 100 points.